Welcome to Season 5 of the Let's Talk Data podcast series, presented by SAP, where we explore game-changing technologies with leading experts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Let's Talk Data podcast series. This series is brought to you by SAP experts discussing current topics around data and data management. My name is Ina. I will be your host for today's podcast. Today's podcast is focused on five things developers need to know about SAP HANA Cloud. Joining me today is Thomas Young, Developer Advocate at SAP, and Sandeep Dengra from our Center of Excellence. Uh, welcome. Thanks for your time today. Um, you guys may have seen our previous podcast, listened to them about talking about the new innovations in HANA Cloud. Um, the short tagline, of course, is that HANA Cloud uses our HANA, 10 years of HANA expertise, uh, in-memory database, and you know, really solution for creating innovation applications and storing that data now migrated to the cloud. So we have this cloud-native solution of SAP HANA Cloud. With that, we have refreshed and created new ways for developers to interact with HANA Cloud. So I'm really excited today to have Thomas and Sandeep to, to talk to you about what some of those new tools are. First, let's dive into the one of the first things we need to know is how you can even get access to SAP HANA Cloud. And we've changed the way that this has worked from previous um, iterations of working with HANA, including HANA Express. So Thomas, let's tackle that as the first item. How can I get access to HANA Cloud? How can I start working with it? Yeah, sure. This is a pretty big difference. In the end, we've tried to make the HANA capabilities as accessible and easy to get started with for developers as possible. In the HANA Express world, we made a HANA system available as either a downloaded virtual machine or uh, installation, binary installation. And that mostly meant that developers would actually download the software and install it somehow on their own laptop, the, the host server. But of course, HANA needs a lot of hardware resources and many developers didn't necessarily have uh, enough hardware to run HANA locally. So some people took the options that we gave them for installing HANA Express and ran them in the cloud, but they were really just using cloud infrastructure to run the local installation. But HANA Cloud, by comparison, is an entire managed service. So when you get access to HANA Cloud, you don't need to install it. SAP takes care of the installation and maintenance and upgrades all for you. So we've actually integrated the HANA Cloud trial into the larger SAP business technology platform trial. So when you get a BTP trial account, it automatically has an entitlement and access to a HANA Cloud database within it. You just need to go into your trial account and go to the Cloud Foundry space level, and you'll see a little SAP HANA Cloud entry on the left uh, side menu, which you can use to create your HANA database instance. And it takes just a couple of minutes to, to spin up, SAP takes care of all the hardware costs, unlike HANA Express, where, where you had to find your own hardware, maybe in the cloud, and pay for the hardware to run it. With the HANA Cloud trial, we we take care of, of the hardware, the hosting. When new upgrades are available, you don't have to download those or apply those. You, you can just go into the uh, into the BTP cockpit and, and choose 
hit the upgrade button, your system will restart and it'll be at the, the new version. So you always have access to the latest capabilities. You don't have to mess around with taking care of the system yourself. SAP does that for you. The only other major difference though, is to keep costs manageable. We do shut down the system, your system every night. And that's just to make sure that there aren't instances of HANA Cloud that are running out there that nobody's using. So that may be a little different than HANA Express. But in the end, though, you still have a private HANA instance that you have full admin rights uh, to. Uh, so you can get in with a DB uh, admin user, which is like the system power user, and do most anything you want in, in the system itself. So you're not having to share it with other developers or have a really reduced version of HANA or anything like that. We're giving a real full-featured, full-access kind of experience. A few other fun things that we have in SAP HANA Cloud that in terms of data lakes that now you can provision that all elastically as part of that solution, right? And data lake is available in the trial you were mentioning as well, right, Thomas? Yes, yes, it is. Mm -hmm. And then also, Thomas, since uh, many developer projects don't just last 30 days, uh, this is the other difference, right, that the trial length is extended now. Yes, uh, you can extend it every 30 days, which just means you go in and press a button that says, yes, I'm still using it. And and currently you can do that for up to a year. Very cool. I mean, it really gives you time to play around with the solution and try new things, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Sandeep, anything that you wanted to mention regarding the trial and um, HANA Cloud as a part of that larger BTP, BTP sort of landscape? The, the, the only thing I would add is you are getting a version of uh, of HANA Cloud. I mean, running on the same infrastructure as, uh, as as other productive versions of HANA Cloud. So you are getting a full taste of it, even in developer mode. Yeah, super powerful. And then the second item, you know, we're trying to go to the top five things you need to know. So first one being that HANA Cloud trial. Um, the way it is administered um, and the length of time that you can use the trial is different. The second item is a new feature called Business Application Studio. So, Thomas, I'm going to ask you on this point again, maybe a brief history of the different tools we have used and how we ended up at Business Application Studio and what developers can do with this new tool. Yeah, so for many developers, if you've been around HANA for a few years, you probably started your development journey using the SAP HANA Studio as your main development tool. And that is a Clips-based local installation, meaning a piece of software that you install on every developer's machine. And that provided you with the tooling that you needed to do development with HANA. But more than a couple of years ago, I, you know, probably five to seven years ago, we started a transition away from that into browser-based development tooling. And uh, for the most part, the last couple of years, that has been the SAP Web IDE, either the SAP Web IDE for SAP HANA in the on-premise world or the SAP Web IDE full stack if you were doing HANA development on uh, uh, the SAP BTP, the business technology platform. So many people are probably familiar with that browser-based tooling, uh, but just within the last year or so, SAP overall started to move away from the SAP Web IDE and to a new browser-based development environment called the Business Application Studio. And this isn't just for HANA. We, we started this transition for Fiori development, 
for cloud application programming model development, mobile development, workflow, all the all the major use cases uh, that that were already somewhat browser based, we we started to move to the business application studio, and you know there's some technological behind the scenes differences going on here. You know, uh, business application studio runs on Kubernetes. We're able to scale it better. We give you access to a little cloud shell, if you will. We 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 actually when you log into the business application studio, we run um, a a little Linux container behind the, behind the scenes that you can connect to and interact with at, at the OS level. And that's something we never had in the uh, SAP Web IDE. Everything was sort of black boxed and you could only do development commands via the, the user interface. Here in the Business Application Studio, you can run scripts, you can install your, your own shell executables and, and node modules and Java libraries and run those from the command line as well. And for HANA development, we've ported over the major editors like the calculation view editor, and it looks very much the same, uh, but we've made it uh, better integration with Cloud Foundry when it comes to provisioning your HANA HDI services or using user provided services and really improved the build deploy cycle so it doesn't take so long because we no longer have to deploy first to the cloud foundry runtime we can run directly from that little linux cloud shell in the business application studio and the end result is developers don't have to wait as long when you make changes to to push those changes into the hunter database it now takes you know seconds instead of maybe sometimes minutes that it would have taken in the in the web ide and i think that's something that developers will will appreciate about the experience so Thomas, if a developer is very familiar with Web IDE, are they going to be comfortable in Business Application Studio? Yeah, navigation-wise, it's very similar. Uh, people usually, uh, we encourage you to go through a couple of the tutorials that we have out there on getting started, and they'll point out the differences. It's like now getting to the uh, Database Explorer, you can still do it, but the button's in a little different place as to how you launch it, and now it launches in a separate tab. So there's little navigational differences that are really improvements in many cases, just things are a little different. So there's a little learning curve, but for overall, the, it isn't the radical change in, in concepts that we had, say, when we moved from HANA Studio to, to browser-based development. Still Git-based source code management, HDI-based uh, build and deploy. So all the concepts are the same, just, just a little different UI flow that's been changed. And there's some uh, open source or common tools, uh, rather I should say, basis to Business Application Studio, correct? This is an all SAP proprietary made up um, technology, right? Right, I, I, similar to the Web IDE, uh, some open source components underneath there. And, and I think for developers that in particular have worked with Microsoft Visual Studio code, when you log into the Business Application Studio, you'll see a lot of similarities. Um, basic underpinnings of, of VS Code are, are here in Business Application Studio. We use the same extension framework in both to be able to write our own editors and, and plugins into the environment. So that's how some, although not all, the, the SAP editors are also available in, in VS Code. Uh, for instance, the Fiori tools and, and cloud application programming model is also available there because there's a lot of shared technology between the two IDEs. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Should really help the um, help people come up to speed quickly. Um, so there we have it. Number one uh, of the five things you need to know is the HANA Cloud trial. Number two is this new business application studio. The third item we wanted to talk about was security tools. Uh, Sandeep, I'm going to throw this one to you. Can you talk a little bit about security functionality that developers can use in HANA Cloud? Yes, absolutely. There are a few things I'd like to highlight uh, when it comes to security in HANA Cloud. First, the data at rest, the data that is stored in HANA Cloud is encrypted by default. Next is the encryption of data in motion. Whenever a front-end tool accesses the data in HANA Cloud, whether that's a query tool or an analytic application, they communicate with HANA Cloud over a secure channel using TLS port 443, and the communication is encrypted. Another feature in HANA Cloud is uh, that you get to decide which IP addresses are allowed to access HANA Cloud. There is this concept of allow list where you can control and limit access to only trusted IP addresses from where users can, can access your HANA Cloud. If you're staying within the business technology platform for application development, you can limit access from only the BTP. And then lastly, the capabilities that are available in HANA on-premise for data anonymization and masking are also available in HANA Cloud. With masking, you can selectively hide sensitive information from users based on their roles. And uh, with data anonymization, you can use personal and sensitive data while still respecting the privacy of individuals. What it really means is uh, you can use the data for analysis, but you cannot identify a specific individual from that anonymized data if you're dealing, for example, with uh, HIPAA information. So HANA uh, uh, on-premise and HANA Cloud they use different anonymization and differential privacy techniques for this, and all this is done in real time. Yeah, thanks, Sandeep. And that data anonymization is so powerful. Just won the Hustle Platinum Founders Award this year for some of the innovations that happened with data anonymization. For those that may be new to data anonymization, Sandeep, can you um, describe what a use case might be for that? So the use case, for example, I was describing if um, if we are working with a group of people, let's say in a in a company, and let's say we are talking about their uh, the data contains their salaries. Now, typically, if I could drill down into the particular record, I could get down to a certain employee in a particular department in a certain age range, and I could uh, and maybe with the gender also. I could specifically pinpoint saying this employee is XYZ, and now I know that this is the uh, salary that they make. With data anonymization uh, functionality built into HANA, uh, we prevent that. So uh, there are different ways to do it, but what you can do is you can always say that there will always be X number of people that will be returned when we get down to a certain level because we want to keep that uh, anonymous. We, we do not get down to that one single uh, particular person. So it will automatically, uh, for example, adjust the age range. So it's wide enough to uh, uh, to be ambiguous. You cannot uh, identify that one employee. Uh, so same thing you can think of in the, in the healthcare industry, for example, if you do not want to get, you want to collect data, if you're, uh, uh, if you're doing some processing around treatments and their effects and so on, but you do not want the people looking at data to identify a specific patient and know their uh, diagnosis or their health condition, you, you can use the same paradigm to, uh, to anonymize that. I love, Sandeep, that you've given us technical capabilities to manage security, but also some just new features that, that people can use in terms of data anonymization to, to maybe reimagine how they're serving the data back to applications and to users. 
Um, so that was number three, security and in a pretty broad con context of security. Number four, uh, also we have some pretty cool capabilities for graph, machine learning, and spatial. But many times there's a challenge with knowing how to use those or how to activate those within HANA Cloud and how to get started with them. Thomas, can you talk a little bit about these smart multi-model capabilities and what developers can do with them or how to start using them? Yeah, well, one of the great things when we talk about things like graph or spatial is that don't need to do anything extra, you know, unlike some other environments where to get those additional data types or additional processing, you might have to install an add-on or you might have to copy your data and move it over to a, another processing engine or something like that. That's just not the case with, with HANA. The, the graph and the spatial capabilities are built into the database and the HANA Cloud trial has access to them out of the box. There's there's nothing special that you have to do. Uh, you know, we have dedicated, um, like in the case of spatial, we have dedicated data types and built-in functions that we've added to the SQL language itself so that you can perform spatial and graph operations on your existing data without making a copy of it or store spatial graph data right alongside your other transactional data and operate analytics or normal transactional processing on it all in the same data store. You know, that's always been one of the benefits that, that HANA brings when it deals with these special or extended data types is that you don't need extra, extra processing or special setup to, to be able to get in there and get started with them. And no additional services to provision and then integrate to and copy data to. And uh, Thomas, you have a colleague, Vitali, who has published, I believe, quite a few tutorials on how to get started with these. Yeah, he's he's got some content out there when it comes to tutorials uh, on a cloud specifically that have been written by the development teams as well. So there's there's uh, quite a list of both graph and spatial content out there. There's even, if we're talking about tutorials, there's even a help, help Thomas get started with SAP HANA Cloud, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, that's that's just to give you a little taste of, of uh, a little bit of everything. I'm not the Thomas in, that that's referring to, by the way. Uh, that's actually a different Thomas. Although people get confused now that I'm the maintainer of that tutorial. I'm not right about myself. But not only if you've never onboarded to HANA Cloud, it shows you how easy it is to get started with HANA Cloud and the Business Application Studio, but then we do a little bit of spatial and we do a little bit of graph uh, and we do a little bit of text processing in in that tutorial as well just just enough to get your feet wet in uh, in the HANA cloud world very cool and Sandeep anything you wanted to add there in terms of examples or where you saw developers um, getting the most value out of those multi-model capabilities yeah, I'd add a couple of things. So if we are talking spatial and uh, um, if you're talking developers working with spatial data, I'm sure um, everybody knows Esri or works with Esri. Uh, Pana Cloud is certified um, as a geodatabase for Esri. So uh, the things that Thomas was talking about, storing native uh, spatial data types using the native spatial functions, uh, but also Esri shapefiles within, within HANA, that's, that's all supported. Uh, so it, it can act as a geodatabase for Esri. Uh, another thing I'd like to mention is the uh, machine learning capabilities, the predictive uh, libraries uh, that are also available in HANA. Again, those of you who may be familiar with HANA on-premise, uh, the capabilities that are available in HANA Enterprise Edition over there uh, are standard part of HANA Cloud. 
So those capabilities are available also. Uh, the only thing I, I would caution is that with the trial version of HANA Cloud, uh, the, that's not enabled by default uh, because of the size of the uh, trial version. Uh, but in a production version or in a uh, like when you subscribe to HANA Cloud or go with the CPEA, those those capabilities are available in HANA Cloud too. And just a quick note, when we say CPEA, that's the Cloud Platform Enterprise Agreement. So if you have purchased via that CPEA agreement, you can have credits that you can just allocate towards Ahana Cloud and get started really quickly. Uh, okay, so that's four of our five items. Again, the first item being HANA Cloud Trial, the second item being Business Application Studio, the third being the security tools available to you, the fourth, these new smart multi-model capabilities of graph uh, machine learning and spatial, um, not new to HANA, but really nice to have them available in HANA Cloud. So the fifth and final item is querying using HANA Client. So I'm going to kick this one over to you, Thomas. Can you talk to us a little bit about what this capability is and why developers will care? Yeah, I think we spent a lot of time talking about how you use HANA in the SAP development context, You know how you can use it from the cloud application programming model or ABOP. And sometimes people get the misconception that HANA is only for those environments, you know, that, you know, somehow it's locked up and, and you only have SAP proprietary means to access it. But in reality, it's it's quite open and we have client drivers and then higher level libraries available for a variety of different um, uh, different mechanisms and ways to connect to, to HANA in general or, or HANA Cloud. You know, and this started a couple of years ago, of course, HANA needed JDBC and ODBC connectivity to be able to connect third-party apps. And those are probably the, the two most common starting points that most databases expose. And actually with JDBC and ODBC, you, you get a whole lot of options uh, as far as, as connecting to the database from other programming languages and, and other development environments. But SAP in the last couple of years has been investing in uh, scripting language support for HANA clients. And like I said, higher level libraries, meaning not just the database connection client that gets you connected and lets you do a query, but maybe also makes it much more convenient, uh, handles maybe higher level security functions, uh, gives you uh, support utilities. And we see that with the investment in, in Python and Node.js .NET Core and, and uh, Google Go uh, language. And with those, now we got this, this really great coverage that, you know, even if you aren't building on SAP BTP, if you're building on uh, one of the other hyperscaler clouds, you can still connect that application and, and interact with the HANA, uh, HANA cloud as well. Or you can program in one of these other environments. And that's maybe something that people don't realize either. You know, you can program in Google Go and deploy that to the Kima runtime on the SAP BTP and then connect that to, to HANA cloud as well. So don't think that you're limited by just the the primary SAP use cases that we throw out there. You know, we want to help you get started and educate you on on all the SAP best golden path options, if you will, for for doing development. But you know, if you're porting an existing application, if you've got a skill set in one of these other environments and languages, we're also very open uh, to to those as well. And I'll give you an example. I, I was learning uh, the Rust programming language the other day uh, for, for the fun of it. And it's a compiled C-like programming language. 
but it has support for ODBC and and there's a way to pull in ODBC connections. So I started playing around with like doing HANA development from Rust. And that's not one of the official SAP supported or, or special supplied libraries, but just to show you how pretty much with the support we have, if you name the environment, if you come up with some runtime that you want to, to use, there's there's a way to to access and interact with HANA from there as well. I love that. I mean, in in a world where no one's environment is SAP wall to wall, and the most current version wall to wall, that in that in that sort of um, very heterogeneous landscape, that that we can connect to many different types of data sources, of course, but also also use the tools that you mentioned, Thomas. Does Sandeep, anything you wanted to add to that last point? Um, just just one thing that uh, our integration of Hana with with Python. I mean, if you if you look at um, all the uh, algorithms that we talked about are built into HANA, the machine learning algorithms. They are available to you in Python also. So the integration is there, and that's a very common use case uh, where clients may use a Python front end and still use the uh, algorithms in HANA along with data in HANA. Great, Paula. Thanks, Sandy. So again, the top five rundown of top five things developers need to know about SAP HANA Cloud. Um, number one, that HANA Cloud trial. Number two, the business application studio. Number three, security tools um, that are available to you, both technical and new features like data anonymization. Number four, extending your solution with graph, machine learning, spatial, and those smart multi-model capabilities. And number five, um, querying using HANA clients in the other tools that we mentioned. Thank you, Thomas and Sadeep. Uh, the top thing I learned today was that the solution is very open in terms of the sources it can support, as well as these um, other frameworks that we can easily pull in. Um, for those of you listening, if you want to learn more, you can, of course, head to developers.sap.com where there are tutorials and there are code samples that you can play with. You can follow submissions to really go step-by-step step how to do all of the things that we've talked about. You'll also see YouTube playlists there. So that's developers.sap.com. Um, and you can, of course, head to sap.com slash HANA Cloud as well for some of the higher level information. Uh, thanks, you guys, for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you on the next Let's Talk Data podcast. Thanks. Thank you.